On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, Calgary's Jackson Clement takes his skills south of the border for the famed Future Stars series in Boston. Welcome to episode 109 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Imagine being a high school baseball player with a dream to play in a Major League Baseball stadium, then getting the opportunity to not only do it once, but twice. And the second time, it's at the iconic Fenway Park in Boston. We first met Vauxhall Academy's Jackson Clement in a web story we did following his appearance at the Tournament 12 at Rogers Centre in Toronto just over a year ago. Things haven't slowed down for the grade 12 student, as in the spring, he announced his commitment to the University of Utah. And over the last couple of weeks, he joined fellow Jet Anson McGorman for the Future Stars series. The Program 15 event has happened each year since 2017, showcasing some of the best high school talent from the U.S. against the World Squad. Past events have seen some familiar names, like former Jet Adam Mako and fellow Canadian Noah Naylor, as well as 2020 MLB Draft first-rounders Zach Veen and Mick Abel, amongst others. Vauxhall coach Les McTavish joined us on episode 58 of the podcast in October of last year and said this about being on the world team staff at Fenway. Well, it's funny because a year ago I went to Fenway Park for four-game series watching Blue Jays as a fan. Mm -hmm. So I had somewhat of an idea of what Fenway Park was like, um, and I was lucky I got to go on the field for batting practice with the Jays one day. And so anyways, fast forward to this year, nothing, nothing, whatsoever could re- could give you an idea of what it's like to be on Fenway Park coaching and going to the home plate meeting and just being in the dugout, being part of it. There's so many great memories. And, and uh, you know, speaking in particular with this event, there's so many great players. Like, the, you know, there's lots of 95-mile-an-hour fastballs, guys that can fly, run, hit. Um, it was just, a, it was overall, it was a tremendous experience. And, um, unfortunately, we lost the first game at Fenway 7-3, and then we got walked off on. Uh, but, you know, we got walked off on with a double off the Green Monster, which is pretty cool, and scored two runs. We lost 5-4. But it was uh, it was a great event, for sure. Which takes us back to Clement. The outfielder soaked in the experience and tried to make his presence felt despite being a late addition to the world team. He made an outstanding grab in center field just past the shadow of the Green Monster and got in a few at-bats as well. He's back home now in the two-week quarantine, still beaming about the experience. The center fielder, number five, Jackson Clement. Jackson, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Let's start off talking about this trip to Boston that you took and and give us a bit of a a sense as to uh, how things went from your perspective and, and how it all came to be. Um, well, yeah, I recently attended the Future Star Series in Boston, and I gotta say it was an unbelievable experience. I'll never forget it. Um, I got to play against some of the best prospects in the world. Got to see some arms I've never faced before, and it was just unreal playing at Fenway. There's nothing like it. I was going to ask about that Fenway part because there's a video that went semi-viral here in Alberta of you making this tremendous catch out there. First off, what was it like running out to center field and seeing the Green Monster live in person, not from the stands, but on the field? Oh, it was, honestly, it was intimidating. It was massive. It's 37 feet tall, I believe. It You got to really hit one to get it out of there. 
from that standpoint, then did it feel kind of ominous having to patrol that outfield? Yeah, I was playing uh, center field and dead center, I believe, 420. So lots of ground to cover for sure. How do you prepare for something like that? Well, we took uh, BP before the game, and I was making sure to get my reps in there, getting used to the field, the reads, what it's like coming off the bat. There's not much you can do, but you just got to prepare mentally. Walk us through the process in actually getting named to the world team as you did. How did that all come about? Um, It actually happened fairly quickly. It was about a week before it even started. Coach McTavish of Vauxhall, he's actually a coach of it of when like when the virus didn't happen it was all u.s coaches this time Mm -hmm. and he he actually set me up with it a week before because someone else couldn't go because they were in quarantine and he gave me the opportunity and i took it right there on the spot what was your goal when you uh were named or when you were given that opportunity did you have anything set in mind as to what you wanted to accomplish well i knew i was a late addition so I came in there with the mindset that I I have nothing to lose. Just play my game, do my best, and don't be nervous. How do you think you did? I I think I did pretty good, actually. The first day, it was tough. I hadn't seen seen many arms like that. But uh, the second day, I actually started catching up to the ball and made some good good contact, good uh, pieces. What did you learn out of that experience? I learned where I need to be if I want to get to the next level and get drafted you get to see my competition do you take a bit of an opportunity to maybe do a little mixing and mingling as well talking to different kids or coaches that kind of thing just to kind of get a sense as to where they're at how they got there and where you need to be as well yeah i talked to almost everyone on the team lots of them spoke spanish so that was pretty hard to communicate with them but uh yeah they're all committed to really good schools d1 um they're from all over the world there's Dominicans, Mexican. Um, there's actually quite a few Canadians there too. You've played in a couple of different big league ballparks now. I know you're part of T12 as well. I mean, there's been no shortage of Jackson Clement at some of these ballparks. What's it like from your perspective to be able to to play in these parks that one day you hope to do it every day at? I, I think it's never going to get old. Stepping on a major league ballpark is just something unbelievable. You just... It's just a totally different atmosphere than anything else. Has that always been the dream, baseball? I mean, you're a Calgary kid. It seems as though hockey and football always take center stage with uh, with kids here. I used to play hockey in a bunch of different sports, but baseball has always been my my favorite by far. It's a game of failure, right? So I just like I like the challenge. Walk us through sort of that um, initial belief or understanding or moment when you realize, hey, this is the game that I want to chase. It's not about the hockey. It's not about any of the other sports. I'm going to focus specifically on baseball. Do you remember that moment? Yeah, actually, I played on my little team in Calgary called Bow Ridge Baseball. And always good. And uh, we'd always have a rivalry against the Lethbridge Little League team. Uh, I believe they're called Southwest Little League. And I knew I knew some guys on that team just from playing against them, and we created a rivalry against them. And that's that's the moment I knew that I loved baseball, making alliances and rivalries. How is it that you came about deciding to go to Vauxhall, of all places? 
Uh, I, I played in Lethbridge a lot, and I knew about Vauxhall. My my dad actually was friends with Coach McTavish, and it, it was always a dream of mine. Since I, was, since I found out about it, I went and watched some of their games, and Coach McTavish gave me the opportunity to go there in grade 10, and I took it, and I think it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Talk us through some of the highlights of your experience at Vauxhall, some of the things that will always stick out in your mind over the last couple of years here. Oh, definitely my grade 10 year when we went to Las Vegas for our tournament, the Bishop Gorman Classic, I believe. And we ended up winning that tournament, and that was something I'll never forget. No Canadian team has ever won that, and we were the first. I suppose the other aspect to it as well, as I talked to different academy guys, is that you, you make some lifelong friendships and, and that talks through some of the, the players and, and some of the coaches and what they've meant to you in this baseball journey. Oh, man, I came in there as grade 10, nervous. I had a, I actually came in with a broken nose. I broke my nose about a month before I went to Vauxhall. So I came in there. I was, I was intimidated by everybody. And then a man by the name of Dayton Peters took me by his side. And, and it was almost like my mentor. He's my best friend there. He was a grade 12. I was a grade 10. And the memories I made with him, I'll never forget. And other guys, too. You got to share the story about the broken nose. What happened there? Oh, it was a showcase tournament in Calgary. And I was hitting as a full count. And I took a fastball to the face. I didn't even get out of the way of it. I don't even know what happened. But I broke my nose and had a high femur in my eye. Ow, is all I can say when I think about that. What was the recuperation like from an injury like that? Oh, I, uh, it took me a while to get, to get, uh, to be able to stand back in the batter's box and not be scared. I actually wear a face guard now, but, uh, yeah, it was, it took me till grade 10 spring to completely get over it. Unreal. And, and I mean, you've been able to get over yeah. it, obviously. You've been able to accomplish a lot of things. And another thing that was announced uh, earlier on in the year, right around the time of COVID kind of hitting, was that you had committed to the University of Utah. Talk us through um, that process and, and what what it was like signing your name on the dotted line for the University of Utah. Yeah, Utah is an unbelievable school. I went on a visit there, and the campus was just amazing. Like, the facilities they have... It's all. It's a Pac-12 school, so the schedule they play is just unreal. Like against Arizona State, UCLA, so that's definitely a major factor of why I chose them. Just the exposure that you'll get from playing those games. That level of school was that always uh, on your agenda? Did you think that maybe you'd have to go to a JUCO or something different, or was was this sort of where you had your mindset? Uh, I'm always shooting for the stars, so I was. I wanted to go D1. I if I if I didn't, then I'd go to a JUCO and try to get D1, or even I want to get drafted as my my overall goal, and I feel like this gives me the best chance to do that. How many other schools had you toured, and and what was it that kind of made you say Utah it has to be the place I go? Um, I I was it was deciding between Utah and University of Central Florida, and they were both really nice schools but utah just stood out for me because it was it was closer to home obviously but the campus and the team or the i met some teammates there that play on the team and they're just super nice to me feel like i could fit in there 
So now you have about a year to kind of get yourself prepared for that move to school. What do you think you got to work on over the next little while to make sure that you make an impact at Utah? Uh, the biggest thing for me is going to be this offseason. I'm going to try to put on, put on pounds, get way stronger, get ready for that college-type atmosphere, and just to, to learn to be more independent going into college. Speaking of going to college and that, you leaning on anybody in particular from your past at Vauxhall or anywhere else to sit, kind of coach you through what to expect when you go down there and what kinds of things you need to work on um, to make sure that you are making that impact? Yeah, I've talked to quite a few of my previous teammates at Vauxhall. I talk to them a lot, and they always tell me what it's like, what you got to do, and how to do things and specifically. So, yes, I rely I rely on lots of my previous teammates for information. You mentioned as well that you're going into your, your senior season with Vauxhall and you want to be a bit more of a leader here. What kinds of things do you hope to accomplish uh, over the next few months here as, as uh, you round out your, your Jets career? Um, I just want to, I want to finish with a good fall season. I'm not too worried about my stats right now in the fall. I just, I'm just looking to get better and to be a better person and better player. And obviously one of the other aspects to this, as you mentioned, you want to be drafted at some point down the line. What kinds of things do you want to, how do you envision yourself making sure that you are getting noticed by those major league scouts? Um, just trusting the process. You got to be, you got to be uh, completely involved with it. As we say at Vauxhall, you got to be two feet in. If you're one foot in, one foot out, you're not going to get the results you want. But if you're two feet in, you're guaranteed to see improvements. What's the coaching at Vauxhall meant to you in your baseball journey? Oh, it's unbelievable. Coach McTavish, Coach Coach uh, Kay, and Coach Blake, they've, they've been amazing to me. They've set me up with colleges. They've got me lots of exposure. And most importantly, they've made me a better person and a better player. Who would you say has been instrumental in giving you that great advice or that inspiration to keep going as you've gone along your journey? Definitely my parents. My dad used to play professional sports, so he knows a lot about the atmosphere. They've they've drove me to baseball practices since I was young, and they're just very inspirational to me. Final question for you. I ask this of everybody. What does the game of baseball mean to you? It's my life right now. I It means everything to me. I love it. Jackson, appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks so much for sharing your stories and looking forward to seeing which Major League Baseball field you get to play at next. Thank you. Thanks again to Jackson Clement for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe on your podcast provider of choice. There's been a lot of news lately surrounding high school players announcing their commitments and signing letters of intent. We're looking to highlight just some of them in the weeks ahead. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.